glad to have Brother and Sister Hall with us tonight. <laughs> Pastor Sister Shelley's mom and dad. And uh, he told me tonight, I said, we may be related and don't even know it. He said, uh, he said the way we know is he said, all the halls that don't have any money, I'm related to. So we're related. <laughs> but it's glad, we're glad to have you guys with us tonight. Miss Levada, good to see you tonight. She worked for many years for the state of Arkansas with my grandmother. They're kind of side by side. And so glad to see you here tonight. You know, when you get to be a big time preacher like I am, you have a following. And I'm glad you guys came tonight. Look at all these young people still coming to the house of God on the front seats. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. I want to look tonight to the book of Zechariah, chapter number 4. And while you're going there, Zechariah 4, let me say thank you so much for your kindness and giving in the offerings. I know God will bless you for that. And uh, that is how we get a little further down the road. So thank you so much. And we're believing him to continue to bless you as you support his kingdom. Zechariah chapter number 4. And tonight we will begin reading with verse number 6. It's a very familiar portion of scripture. Uh, Zechariah 4 verse 6. Scripture says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain. He shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me to you. Now, pastor told you tonight in introducing the speaker, he told you that I would have a word from the Lord. Well, tonight the title of my message is A Word from the Lord. <laughs> so, so I'm giving you a word from the Lord tonight. We need a word from the Lord. We live in a time when the church needs a word from the Lord. God's people need a word from the Lord. Father, we love you and we thank you for your word. It is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our paths. And I pray tonight that you will anoint me to preach. I thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the call to ministry. And I pray, Lord, that you will always help me to cherish it. And Lord, I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit tonight, that you will use me for your glory and that you will cause this group of people tonight to be drawn closer to you, meet with us in a special way. And we praise you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Zerubbabel had been part of the captivity of the Jews into Babylon. And, it was, and he was one of the first people to be released from bondage out of Babylonian captivity. And you can read about that in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. Zerubbabel came back to Jerusalem after his captivity was over. He came back to Jerusalem and he saw the old temple. And it had been run down. It had been 
not been used. It had not been really cared for. Basically, it had run, been run down. And Zerubbabel was heartbroken that the house of God had been shattered by the Babylonians. He and uh, Jeshua, the high priest at the time, decided they would begin to rebuild and remodel, if you will, the temple of God. How many of you know when a person starts doing something for God, he's got a fight on his hands? I tell you what, this bunch run around looking for devils under every rock. You don't have to go hunting for the devil. You just start doing what God wants you to do and he'll find you. Start doing God's will and the devil will fight you like everything. The enemies of the Jews began to scheme. They said, well, we'll just help you out. And they never intended to help Zerubbabel out. They were only planning to tear down the building. They did everything from tearing down parts, literally tearing down parts of the building to tying up the project and legal proceedings. And for many, many years, in fact, for 20 years, the work was very, very slow. Now, at this time, Jerusalem was under the control of Persia. Artaxerxes became king of Persia. And the Samaritans sent Artaxerxes a letter asking him to command that the building uh, of the temple be halted. And so Artaxerxes complied with that request of the Samaritans. And Zerubbabel was told now that he's no longer allowed to carry out the vision that he had. He must have been heartbroken to see what he thought was the destruction of his vision. After so much work, after so much effort, the enemy had pulled the right strings. He had shut down the building project. No doubt Zerubbabel was discouraged and he was ready to give up. No doubt he was making plans to just do something else and forget about this. And perhaps we can relate to Zerubbabel at some times in our lives. God places within us plans, dreams, visions that He wants us to accomplish for Him. Perhaps it's a heart and a passion for a young person to reach their campus at the school. Perhaps you feel like you need to begin a new ministry in your church or become involved in a Sunday school class or become more involved in missions or whatever the case might be. And you tried many times to see that vision carried out. And for every one of us it might be something different. But we try to see something carried out for God. And every time you think you're making progress. The enemy tries to set you back. And just like Zerubbabel. You have an enemy who is trying to stop you. From achieving what God has called you to do. And what God has called you to be. And it was in this setting. While Zerubbabel was discouraged and confused, that an extraordinary thing happened. Verse number 6, Zechariah 4. Zechariah wrote and, wrote and said, He answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Right there in the middle of all the confusion and all of the heartbreak and all of the discouragement, just right there in the middle, the Spirit of God turns the page for Zerubbabel and said, Zechariah, I want you to go to Zerubbabel and I've got a word for him. And I want you to share this word to him. Oh, hear me today. When the devil brings us to the point that we're ready to just give up 
and throw in the towel and say, what's the use? There is still a word from the Lord for us. Don't give up. There is a word from the Lord for you. Keep reaching out to your unsaved family. There is a word from the Lord for you. Keep praying for that unsaved coworker or classmate. There is a word from the Lord for you. Don't believe the people who will tell you that you will never make it. There is a word from the Lord for you. Don't listen to the lies that Satan tries to feed you through everyone else. There is a word from the Lord for you. He said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. But I do not believe that it would be a lot of damage or do a lot of damage to the scripture if you just insert your name there where it says Zerubbabel. This is the word of the Lord to you. This is the word of the Lord to the discouraged. This is the word of the Lord to the hurting. This is the word of the Lord to the abused, the scarred, the fearful, the ashamed. This is the word of the Lord. And I'm telling you tonight, I believe that the word of the Lord is coming to somebody to encourage you. Whatever the Lord has placed in your heart to do, he hasn't changed his mind. Keep on moving forward. Keep on trusting the Lord. Keep on going forward. There is a word from the Lord for you today. Hallelujah. What was that word from the Lord that came to Zerubbabel? Several parts of it, and I just want to break down some of them real quickly. First of all, he said, it is not by might nor by power, but it is by my spirit. I believe that the Pentecostal church needs to hear that once again. It's not by might nor by power, but it is by my spirit. You know, for a hundred years, we built a church on the power of the spirit. We didn't, I mean, you know, we, when we started, we didn't have beautiful buildings like this. We, we weren't downtown. We were on the edge of town. And we, we were across the track. And we didn't, have, we didn't have anything going for us. Our nursery facilities was a blanket at mama's feet. Our children's ministry, you sit in the pew by your mom and dad. And if you got a little bit out of hand, one of them would take you outside, beat you about half to death, you come back a pretty good kid. And our, our music ministry, we had some old R.E. Winsett books with the backs beaten off of them. An old guitar with two or three strings broken off of it. And a tambourine player that couldn't keep time. And that person still comes to some of our churches, trust me. <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't have anything going for us. We didn't have padded pews. We had those what we called pension benches. When, when one person stood up to praise the Lord, everybody ought to stand up. We didn't have, we had, all right, that was our music ministry. That was, our, that was our children's ministry. We didn't have children's ministry. They sat in the... And all that stuff we didn't have going for us, for some reason, people kept coming. They kept on coming. Now, I'm not saying do away with children's ministry, okay? I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying... I like these padded pews, you know. I'm not saying do away with that. But I'm saying that cannot be the calling card. Because every other church in town has that. 
the calling card must be the power of the Holy Spirit. For a hundred years, that's been our calling card. And why on God's green earth, since that's worked for all these years, why on God's green earth have we decided that other things that are man-made will work better? This is my last night. I say what I want to. <laughs> no, sir. It is still not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. What Zerubbabel wanted to see accomplished would not be accomplished by human might or human power. He had already tried that. And human opposition outnumbered and defeated him. It left him frustrated. It left him confused. I've been there when you try to do it on your own and it leaves you frustrated and confused. In our own strength, we will never be able to carry out the plans that God has for us. The opposition had on its side the power and the might of the government and the military. The devil tries to put key people in key places sometimes to work against us. But though he was outnumbered, he was confused. He was defeated. Zerubbabel heard a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Zerubbabel was promised, you will build this temple, but it is not because you are strong enough. It is not because you are smart enough. It is not because you are talented enough. This building will go up because of a divine work of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The secret of the power of the church is still not in our programs or our motivation. The secret of the church's power is still the Spirit of the Lord. If we try to do it in our own ability, Satan will destroy us. But brother, nothing will stop the moving of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. He gets ready to move. He just moves. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, you, Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. That's that power that we're talking about. The building was hindered. Politics worked against the Jews. The enemy was fighting. But a word came from the Lord. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. When you have been hurt, it is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Young person, when your faith is challenged in the classroom, it is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. When you've begged your family to come to church with you, it is not by might, nor by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. When you want to build a church or a ministry that will turn this community upside down, it is not by might, nor by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. His spirit is still able to help us and to guide us and to lead us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need a fresh touch of the Spirit of God. Lord, send it again. Let it start right here. Let it start in me. And let it spill over to everybody in this church and everybody in this community. Lord, let it start with us. Not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Then he heard another part of this word from the Lord. First part was not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Here's the second part. The mountain will come down. 
And he said in verse number 7, Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. (laughs) Now this was not a literal mountain that we're talking about. But it represented a mountain of opposition that Zerubbabel was facing at the time. Again, it wasn't a literal thing, but it was a figurative thing. It represented opposition. All of the things that came against Zerubbabel. The mountain of opposition stood impassable. And it stood immovable. But though the mountain seemed impossible to move, God had work to do. Ooh, hallelujah. And when God has work to do, no mountain of opposition is able to stand in the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. If God places that vision in your heart, nothing can stop what God will do if you will allow Him to do so. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, friend. People have been trying to do do away with the Lord for years. They've been trying to wipe him out for a long time. Especially since Jesus came to the earth and died on the cross. They've been trying to do away with Jesus ever since he was on earth. Nothing will stop what God wants to do. Nothing. No mountain will stand in it. They've been trying to do away with him for years. And it still hasn't worked. Hallelujah. Years ago... The communists came in to China and they thought they had wiped out every missionary, every Christian work. They thought they had just completely destroyed it. The church was not allowed into China for years. But some years, 40 years after after China thought they had run the church out, there is an underground church in China right now that is going strong and people are getting saved day after day after day. Why? Because when God wants to move and God gets ready to move, the mountain cannot stand in His way. Oh, listen, they've tried to do away with Jesus for a long time. But here's something I've found out about Him. They cannot surround Him. He will pass through the crowd. They cannot drown Him. He will walk on the water. They cannot burn Him him out. He'll be the fourth man in the midst of the fire. They cannot bind him. He is the liberator. They cannot starve him out. He is the bread of life. They cannot shut him out. He said, I am the door. They cannot tire him out. He never sleeps nor slumbers and they certainly can't kill him out. They've already tried it and three days later he rose triumphant over death and hell. Hallelujah. When God gets ready to move, friend, the mountain will come down. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. He looked at that mountain and he said, Who are you? Who who do you think you are? Let me ask you something tonight. The enemy of your soul, who does he think he is trying to stand in God's way and hinder the child of God? Your Bible tells you that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. The scripture says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. He says we are made more than 
conquerors through him who loved trust in God and nothing will be impossible he said if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed you can speak to the mountain and cast it into the sea hallelujah faith in God is still able to cause mountains of despair and hopelessness to crumble and fall out of our way hallelujah Zerubbabel you're going to bring the mountain down but you're not going to use the conventional method of mountain moving. You're not going to bring it down with a pick and a shovel and dig it out of the way. You're not going to bring the mountain down with a stick of dynamite. You're not going to bring the mountain down in your conventional means. He said, you're going, here's what he said, from that mountain that stands in your way, you're going to take the capstone of the building and you're going to use that that capstone or the main part the main stone the foundational stone of that building is going to come from that mountain of opposition that stands in your way and you're going to bring the mountain down how you're going to shout blessing shout grace to that mountain he said you'll bring the capstone of the of the of the building down out from the mountain by shouting grace, grace to it. Shout grace to that mountain. Whatever mountain of opposition stands in your way, the grace of God is still able to bring it down. He said, who in the world are you, O mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you are going to look like a plane. Oh, hallelujah. It was hard to climb the mountain but you can walk across the plain. Before Zerubbabel, that mountain is going to shrink and it's going to fall and he's going to bring out the capstone by shouting grace, grace to that mountain. Every time Zerubbabel thought about that opposition that stood in his way, he began to cry out for the grace of God. Every time he thought about those people that the enemy had put in different places to strategize against him. He just began to call upon the grace of God. And as he continued to call upon the grace of God, that mountain got a little bit lower and got a little bit lower and got a little bit lower until finally... Zerubbabel looks out there and he sees not a mountain, but he sees a plain. Hallelujah. Whatever the mountain of opposition is in your way tonight, the Lord's able to bring it down and you don't have to bring it down by getting a picket sign in your hand. You don't have to, you don't have to bring it down by getting on Facebook and just telling us all off. Oh, I've got a lot I'd like to say right there. But you won't bring that mountain down with carnal weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You're going to bring that mountain down by shouting grace. The grace of God is still able to move the mountains that stand in our way. Oh, preacher, you don't understand. My husband left me. Grace, grace. Shout grace to that turmoil. Shout grace to that difficulty. Shout grace to that opposition. Preacher, you don't understand. My friend is strung out on drugs. Grace, grace. Preacher, you don't understand. I've been a 
abused and I just can't seem to get over it for after all these years. Grace, grace, grace. Preacher, you don't understand. I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm just to the point of just giving up. Grace, grace. Shout grace to that mountain and watch the grace of God move it out of your way. Hallelujah. I challenge you to go home and whatever that mountain is, just write it down on a piece of paper and start shouting grace over it every time you see that piece of paper. Put it in a place where you can see it. Stick it in your Bible or on your refrigerator, whichever one you see the most of. And every time, whatever that mountain is, just start shouting for the grace of God. Just start crying out for the grace of God. And I'm telling you, I've been doing that in some mountains in my own life. And I'm watching those mountains come down through faith in his name. The mountain is coming down. And before Zerubbabel, that mountain will look like a plain. Hallelujah. Shout grace. The mountain will come down. And here's another part of that word from the Lord tonight. Not only is it not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And not only Zerubbabel is the mountain going to come down. But let me tell you something else, Zerubbabel. Here's another part of the word from the Lord. The work will be completed. Look at verse number 9. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Let me tell you something, friend. God did not start you out to fail. And let me tell you something else. God is not finished with you. You know how I know God's not finished with you? Because there you sit breathing. If God was finished with you, you'd already be up here in a casket. But God's not finished with you yet. There's still something for us to accomplish. Setbacks, yes. Disappointments, yes. Discouragement, yes. But God's not finished. Zerubbabel laid the foundation of this house and he will be the one to complete it. God did not place this vision in Zerubbabel's heart for no reason. But God intended for him to complete the project. And whatever vision you're, whatever vision you're considering right now, God didn't place it in your heart for you just to let it sit idly by. God is called, the word of the Lord comes to us saying, finish what I've called you to do. He who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. There is something for you to do. So don't let the devil discourage you. There is something for you to do. I talk to, uh, I go to a lot of churches. and Sometimes I, run across people that are wonderful saints of God that are elderly and feel like they're not really able to do as much. They're not as spunky as they used to be, you know, because age, time have taken over and some health issues and whatever. But I'm telling you, God has something for you to do because we need people that will pray like never before. We need people that can get on the phone and gossip the gospel like never before. We need people that will call and encourage. We, need pe- we have a world today that a, a phone call of encouragement would just be, mean the world to them. 
And anybody can do that. There is something for you to do. There may come a time when I can't preach like a tornado, but I can do something for the kingdom of God. I'm looking forward to what God has next. There is something we can do. God is the one who began the work in you, and he will help you complete it. Pastor, you called me a few weeks ago. We scheduled this meeting. You said, I never dreamed I'd be a pastor. He told me that. (laughs) But there's something for him to do. Right here at Greenbrier. And there's something for everybody else here to do. And that is link arms with this pastor. And say you know what we're on board together. And we're going to do something great for the kingdom of God. The population sign out there at the edge of town. Is not indicative of what's in here. What I'm saying is there ought to be a higher percentage in here. Than what there is of the, of the community. And I believe that's going to happen. As we reach this community. Because God is telling us there's still something to do. As long as there's one unsaved person in this community. We have a reason for existing as a church. There's something for us to do. There's something for you to do. God will complete that work in your life. God will complete that work in your family. God will complete that work in your church. God will complete that work. Folks, thank God he provided a job for you. But you are not just there to earn a paycheck. You are there as a minister. You are a pastor to those people you work with. (laughs) Ooh, preacher. (laughs) I don't want to be a pastor. You are a pastor. If you're a child of God, you are their pastor because you may be the only pastor they ever have. God has something for you to do. Preacher, how in the world am I going to complete it? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) And you just start shouting grace to that mountain and let that mountain come down. Hallelujah. 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 Would you bow your heads across this room tonight?